Know what to eat, but find yourself not eating it. Perhaps you've been on diets and off again, and just wonder why you can't stick to them. The Eating For You podcast, hosted by me, Sally Ann Pisk, will show you what's been missing so you can enjoy a healthier way of eating that lasts. Hi, Sally Ann here. Just checking, are you tempted to go on another diet? Interest in weight loss diets continues to grow because none of them work long term. Whether it's intermittent fasting based on days or hours without food, or the diet that promotes paleo, high-fat keto, low-carb or sugar-free, I suggest you proceed with caution. Any eating regime that calls for strict adherence to general rules calls for very careful consideration. And today I'm sharing nine of these reasons for concern. Up first, there's often a catchy uniqueness to the diet. Whether it is by name or methods such as calorie counting or nutrition profile, low carb, high protein or intermittent fasting, every diet suggests, try me because I'm different. Sound familiar? We can take a look at some of the recent diets and programs and see what they're based on. Calorie counting or restriction, Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers and Noom. Nutrient profiles, looking at paleo, keto, low-carb, plant-based, intermittent fasting, 5-2 diet and the 18-6. However, all of these approaches are restricting the energy that you consume from food, which is measured as calories or kilojoules. So they are not different after all. They are all about restriction. Second concern, what are the eating guidelines? The eating guidelines are somewhat related to the method of the diet, whether it's calorie counting or restriction, whether the focus is on nutrients or food groups, such as low carb, exclusion of gluten or high intakes of protein. Intermittent fasting. These guidelines might tell you when to eat, when to fast, and the general guidelines for when you're eating or fasting. This is what I believe adds to the confusion about what healthy eating is because each diet changes the focus from protein to carbs to fats. Two diets which I refer to as healthy eating patterns are the Mediterranean diet and the DASH diet, which means dietary approaches to stop hypertension. Both of these are backed by scientific research and are most aligned with national nutrition guidelines. These two patterns of eating supply the recommended amounts of nutrients, whereas many fad diets do not. Just a note about food exclusions. The only time I recommend that clients avoid certain foods is when food allergies or intolerances, celiac disease or other food-related conditions are present. The third concern I have about diets is that there's this assumption that one size fits all, and we're not all the same. I'm sure you'd agree with that. We are of different ages and gender and have different health and lifestyle requirements. We also have varying cultural and social experiences of food. So why would we think following the same diet as millions of others is a good idea? It isn't a good idea, but I understand that you weren't taught to eat for your unique self. I wasn't either, but I'll be sharing more about this and how you can do it soon. The promise. Popular diets come with a range of promises, whether it be lose 10 kilos in 10 days, have more energy, have better skin, 
These are pretty common ones. The promises are convincing because each diet offers a long list of testimonials from raving fans. Did you know that healthcare practitioners are not legally permitted to share their clients' health and weight loss success? So unfortunately, this means you might think that a popular diet is more successful than an approach offered by a healthcare practitioner. My fifth concern, limited long-term success. The promise of weight loss, better health, more energy, clearer skin are really attractive and I get that. But research shows that diets do not offer a long-term solution. And my clients tell me this too. One of the most common reasons why diets do not work is that they are impossible to stick to. A list of foods to eat and avoid doesn't appeal to many people. It also doesn't help you to change your beliefs about food and yourself or make lifestyle changes to support a healthier way of eating. Diets don't focus on the right thing. And more about this soon too. And what about your unique body and your unique body shape? We all have a unique body shape and metabolism, that is, how we use energy from food, so a one-diet approach is not going to meet everybody's needs. This knowledge has been known for over 5,000 years through Ayurveda, the traditional medicine from India. I like Ayurveda's description of the doshas, which outline the vata, beta and kapha constitutions. It makes sense to me that our different body types and mental attributes influence the type of eating pattern and lifestyle that we need. The eating for you approach, which brings Western science and these principles from Eastern nutrition, allows us to really work towards using your knowledge about food, but applying it to your unique requirements. As one of my clients Annette shared with me recently, eating for you has shown me how to eat for me. I realize now that I was trying to be a weight that I was never meant to be. And unfortunately, that is when I started dieting and the damage was done. My seventh concern, it's about commitment. What does the diet require of you? Many diets come along with meal plans and recipes. Do you have the time to dedicate to changing your total approach to food preparation? Learning new ways of preparing food can be fun, but only when you have time to do so. Introducing a new recipe per week or fortnight with versatile ingredients will be more manageable than one to two or more recipes a day that you have to learn. The other thing that ladies have been sharing with me on calls recently is that so many of these diet programs come along with supplements. I'm not going to go there. That's a whole topic for another podcast. And what about life after the diet? If you have followed weight loss diets before, the fact that you're embarking on another one means the previous one didn't work and you're not alone. Take a moment to reflect on your experience of eating and dieting. How did you feel when you commenced a new diet? When did you decide to stop the diet? Or maybe it just faded away slowly. And what happened next? Do you return to how you ate prior to the diet? Eating for you offers a lifelong approach to stress-free and guilt-free eating without a diet. And this is what Kresha, another client of mine, shared with me. The eating for you approach is very personalized. I like how the course projects and programs are self-directed, but Sally Ann is there in the catch-up calls to provide support true. And it's so important that you don't just focus on the one kilo, the five kilo, the 10 kilo weight loss. Focus on the changes that you can make to the way you eat that means you'll never have to worry about weight again. 
judgment. This is my concern, a real biggie, number nine. The whole all-or-nothing approach to eating, the yo-yo eating and the weight coming on and off, leads you to believe it's your fault, and it's not your fault at all. The reason why diets don't work is they don't address what's missing for you between knowing what to eat and actually eating it. I bet your food knowledge is pretty good. Now, you might not have a degree in nutrition, but I know you know what healthy food is. And guess what? Diets are really good at telling you what to eat, but you already know this. So judge the diet, not yourself, because you do not need any more food knowledge. I've just heard nine reasons not to go on another diet, and you might be thinking, well, what's the alternative, Sally Ann? Let's imagine you're at an intersection on a road. If you turn right, you will go on another diet, and if you turn left, you will try something else. Now, Sarah is at this same intersection on the road. Let's see what Sarah's journey and destination look like when she chooses to turn right and then left. Approaching the dieting tea intersection, Sarah has decided that the way she is eating is not working. She's not taking care to make nutritious choices and finds that when she skips meals, she often overeats at night. Then she can't sleep because she has eaten too much and feels tired the next day. Sarah's work has allowed her to gain nutrition and health knowledge, but she is not putting what she knows into practice. She is now standing in front of the dieting tea intersection, deciding which way to go. She's very familiar with diets, so she decides to turn right. Sarah, having chosen a diet, feels well prepared for her journey ahead. She has a long list of food rules, what she can eat and what she should avoid. Her list of rules will be her compass for her journey. Her chosen destination is a long-term way of eating that supports her health and lifestyle. While she would like to lose some weight, she's not really quite sure what a healthy weight is because of her previous dieting. She sets off very optimistically that unlike other dieting attempts, this one will work. It will last. A few days pass and she feels well in control of her eating. Then a few unexpected life events pop up, including work. Sarah finds that she's working long hours and falls back into the habit of skipping lunch and eating too much at night. And because she is tired, dinner is often cheese, crackers and a glass of wine. She didn't even realise that her old habit had returned. The realisation hit her when one morning she woke up feeling yuck again. She thinks, I have failed again. How am I ever going to get my eating back on track? And her negative self-talk got louder and louder. Of all people, you should know better. If you can't do it, who can? You really should get this under control. Back at the dieting tea intersection again, Sarah questions. Is there a new way of eating that doesn't involve a diet? And she thinks, I wonder what that would be like. Sarah turns left. Rather than her list of good and bad foods, Sarah's compass is her physical hunger and satiety signals. She thinks that this makes sense as she knows what healthy eating is, but has been totally unaware of her eating habits and her reasons or drivers for eating. Since there are no rights or wrongs with this approach, she never feels like she's failing. Goodbye to that negative self-talk. Sarah keeps going, tracking her experiences of eating. She tackles boredom eating, emotional eating and eating for convenience. 
Along the way, Sarah strengthens her drive to eat and live healthier and mindfully. By doing this, she works out a pattern of eating that works for her. Any idea who Sarah is? Well, what I have shared just now is part of my own story that led to the eating for you approach being created. Now let's get back to your decision. You too are at this intersection. Do you want another diet with someone else's rules to follow? Or would you like to discover a lifelong way of eating that supports your health and lifestyle? If you are ready to have a way of eating that will allow you to enjoy a healthier body, positive eating habits, and a better relationship with food, then perhaps it's time we had a chat one-on-one. I offer a free 45-minute call to discuss your biggest barriers to eating. And if I can help, I will outline a plan. And I will only suggest one of our programs if you love that plan. This call is absolutely no strings attached. I have included the link to the Foundation's Mindful Eating Call in my notes. I look forward to sharing with you more next time. Wishing you a mindful day ahead. You have been listening to the Eating For You podcast with Sally Ann Pisk, ready to ditch diets and receive support for a lifelong way of eating. Then join me in a free 45-minute Foundations Mindful Eating call. The booking link is included with this episode's notes.